love causes things to happen. You will hear that expression over and over again in today's session. Tony Broom Ministries brings you the following sermon called, Love Causes Things to Happen. Love is one of those things that throughout the years has survived and everything else is falling apart. Love still causes things to happen. There was a time in my lifetime, in your lifetime, and even before that, that love didn't need scientific help like it needs now. Didn't need the help of the government. You didn't need to go into a drugstore and get a male enhancer or a female enhancer or Viagra or whatever you want to call it. The kind of love I'm talking about is called grandma love and grandpa love. It worked in the bedroom, it worked around the stovepipe, it worked in the kitchen, it worked in the washing room, it worked everywhere. It's called love. It wasn't lust. It wasn't a one night stand, it was called something to keep you together for 50 years. Love causes things to happen. Deuteronomy chapter 7, starting at verse 6. For thou art an holy people unto the Lord thy God. God always meant for Israel to be holy. He told them, be ye holy, for I am holy. Amen. He called them holy, but they did not have a holy heart. They did not seek and worship after God. But He calls them a holy people. He set them apart for Himself. You are a holy people for your God. This is for Israel, and it's also for us. We are to feel special today. Not because there's anything special in us that comes from selfogenic or whatever you call it, from our own self. But we're to feel special because we as Israel, and even more so now, because we're a Gentile bride of Christ, we are set forth to be a special people unto the Lord our God. He has called us out of darkness into light. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Israel was meant to be a holy nation, but they were not a holy nation. They made golden calves and they worshiped false gods and they set up idols and they went after heathen things and they did all kind of things that God did not even put in his mind and heart. They made their sons and daughters pass through the fire to Molech. And we are doing a spiritual version of that today. America is causing our sons and our daughters to pass through the fire to Molech. We are throwing them into the pure fire of hell, brother. We are causing them to go down the path of destruction. It's called HBO. That stands for Hell's Box Office. You know that, don't you? It's called for X-rated movies. You don't have to have an X and an R down. GE is more curse words than grandma and grandpa ever talked and thought about. Israel should be a holy people and we are called to be a holy people. A holy nation, a peculiar, a set apart people. Those who He has called out of darkness into His marvelous light. The Lord thy God hath chosen thee to be a special people unto himself above all the people that are upon the face of the earth. That was true in the nation of Israel. 
And it's true in the nation of the kingdom of God. The children of God, those who are born again by the Spirit of God, we're not just a chip of the old block. We're not just a kid on the street. We're not just part of the surrounding culture around us. We're called to be a special people unto the Lord our God. We should be privileged in that we are because we are a royal priesthood. We're a holy nation. We're a peculiar people. We are those who God has called out of darkness into His marvelous light. And those, as He said here, to be a special people unto me above all people that are upon the face of the earth. We indeed ought to be the most happiest people in all the world because we are set apart as a special people to God. The Lord did not set His love upon you nor choose you because you were more in number than all people for ye were the fewest of all people. Sometimes it looks like we as Christians are the fewest. We are a minority. In rule they say majority rules. But in the kingdom of God that's not always so. The majority vote in our nation. They may be the majority, but they're leading us to the left. They're leading us into hell. They're leading us more into liberalism. Majority may get the rule in this world, but it's not that way in the kingdom of God. But you could say it is that way in the kingdom of God because in the kingdom of God, there's no negative votes. In the kingdom of God, everybody's on the same page. In the kingdom of God, everybody wants the same thing. They might tell you that they're Christians, some on the left and some on the right. No, those ain't on the right's going to get left. That's what the deal is. They might tell you that they're Christians who believe in homosexuality, that they're Christians who believe in abortion, that they're Christians who believe you can hank a little bit, stink a little bit, drink a little bit, joke a little bit, smoke a little bit, choke a little bit. They might tell you about all that, but it's a lie from the pit of hell. I'm telling you the truth this morning because God has set us apart to be a holy people to Himself. Hallelujah. I didn't choose you because you were more. I chose you because the Lord loved you. And because He would keep the oath which He had sworn unto your fathers. There was a umpteen times that God said, I'll tell you what I'll do to Israel. I'll come up in the midst of them and I'll consume them as in a moment. Moses said, please don't do that, Lord. Don't do it because the heathen around you will say God was not able to bring them in. And that's why he destroyed them. God didn't say anything. And so Moses kept on. He said, Lord, if you do, what about what you told Abraham? What about what you told Isaac? What about the oath that you swore to your fathers? God said, you got my attention now. I'll forgive their sin. God could not overlook the oath which He had given to Abraham. He swore that land to Abraham. And whatever it took to get Israel there, He was going to see that they made it. God has promised His Son that if we put our faith and trust in Him, that He'll provide us a home in heaven. And sometimes God just wants to kick our fanny off the porch. He wants to do away with us. But Jesus said, Lord, look what you promised me. And God said, yes, I'll do everything in my power to make sure that they make it all the way home. The Lord has brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you out of the house of bondmen from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. We were not in Egypt physically like Israel, but we've been in Egypt too. 
That's why the Mills family sung, You took me out of Egypt, now take Egypt out of me. There's a lot of Christians who have, as it were, been taken out of Egypt. They've been born again, they've been taken out of Egypt, but they've not sanctified yet. They've not had Egypt taken out of them. Love causes things to happen. God said, I could consume you in a moment, but I will not. I will forgive you because the oath that I have promised and because I love you. Jeremiah 31.3 The Lord hath appeared of old unto me, saying, Yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore with loving kindness have I drawn thee. Love causes things to happen. God didn't just start loving you today. He didn't just start loving you yesterday. He loved you eternally as far as you want to go. There's no beginning. There's no end to that love. As far back as you want to go, God started in eternity past. We say start to, so we can get a hold of it. But actually there was no place that God started because there was no time when He did not love you. He has loved you from eternity past. He said it right here. I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. God drew us to Himself. He wooed us to Himself. He kept pulling and pulling and poking and prodding and kicking and nudging and pulling to us, to Himself, so that we would come to Him. And we wondered sometimes, why don't He leave me alone? Mama, leave me alone. Don't say anything else to me about God. Preacher, don't preach to me about God. Singers, don't sing to me about God. Leave me alone. Leave you alone let you do what? Go to hell? You don't want to do that. Devil tried to convince you. Just tell him, leave you alone. Why? So I'll go down there and be with you? No, I don't want to do that. God kept pulling on us. He kept working with us. Holy Ghost kept convicting us of our sin. You remember how it used to be when you was in sin? You were a miserable creature? We don't want nobody to be miserable now. We want to bring them to church, give them a gift card, give them an orange, give them an apple. Thank Santa Claus at Christmas time all the time. July 4th, give you a gift. Set you on a shade tree, give you some ice tree, give you some lemonade. Make you feel good. Well, if you're in sin, you ain't supposed to feel good. You ain't supposed to feel good until you get to God. Then you feel better all over more than anywhere else. He draws you to Himself. We don't want people to feel bad when they come to our church. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying a man in sin, a woman in sin, they ought to feel bad, feel bad till you get saved and get right with God. Sin ought to convict you. You old timers in here look at me like you don't know what, what I'm talking about. But you do remember how it was when you were in sin. You stood there and held on to the pew. And then the pews didn't have cushions on them. They didn't have nails on them. They shook. They shook like you got up this morning and your teeth have You shook the pew because you were such in conviction the Holy Ghost was dealing with you. When you got right with God and all that burden rolled away, love causes things to happen. Hosea chapter 11 verse 1, When Israel was a child, then I loved him. The thought is, when Israel was a child... In his beginning, I loved him. God always loved him. But his thought is, when Israel was a child, I was able to express my love to him. I was able to do something with him. When he was not big in his own britches, when he was not high in pride, I was able to do something with him. I was able to love him. And I called my son out of Egypt. 
when you were down there in bondage, when you were down there helpless and hopeless and you didn't have any mercy, was a stranger away from you, and you cried to God, I reached out and I saved you out of Egyptian bondage. God called Israel out of Egypt in the book of Exodus. You can read the story. It was also fulfilled in Matthew chapter 2, verses 14 and 15. When he, Joseph, arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed into Egypt and was there until the death of Herod that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt have I called my son. So you see a double reference. A lot of times the Scripture has what is called a double reference. It gives meaning to that which is happening right now. I called my son out of Egypt, meaning, yes, God called Israel physically out of Egypt. But then when his son Jesus was born and Herod tried to kill him, God rescued him. He sent him into Egypt, said, go into Egypt and stay there till I tell you to come back. And now God calls him back and says, you're free to go into the land of Israel. Those who sought the child's life are now dead. And so I called my son out of Egypt. God has called His sons and His daughters, as it were, out of Egypt. You're not supposed to drink what they drink. You're not supposed to smoke what they smoke. You're not supposed to live how they live. You're not supposed to dress how they dress. I know there's a style, and you can do the style to a certain point. But when you do the style to the point that the Holy Ghost says, uh-uh, you can't do that, you've got to listen to the Holy Ghost. I'm preaching some good preaching now. John 3.16, we know what that says. God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. God loved the world so much that it causes things to happen. Love causes things to happen. Just like that grandma and grandpa love that I talked about. When they were young back then, and they got married, they didn't have any money. So they couldn't live on money. They had to live on love. The singing greens came here, and they sung, Living, I'm a living, I'm a living on love. I'm a living in the middle of love. Talking to the Heavenly Father, I've been living in the middle of love. Everybody was wondering why that girl was so smiling. Maybe she thinks she's sounding good. Well, she always sounded good. She didn't have to smile about that. Come to find out, he said, I got to tell y'all something mama's expecting. And I'm sitting there on the front row and I said, Yeah, I reckon you are living in the living in the middle of love. You cotton picking rascal, you. Yeah. That's what grandma and grandpa, they lived on love. Do you know how, what I know and I'm telling you is true? Do you know what? I'm telling you, it's true. And do you know how I know that? Because you and I are here as a result of their love today. I mean, God gave man and woman. What happens when people get married? In a few weeks, they go out to Walmart and people see them for some reason. What in the world is he doing? What in the world is she doing? In the baby department. In the baby department. Because they're living in love. That's what. Love causes things to happen. It causes God to love us so much that He gave the best that He had, His only begotten Son. That's why whosoever can believe in Him will not perish but have everlasting life. Couples today, if they can't start off 
in a crystal chandelier or the golden mansion on the hilltop, they don't think they're in love. If they had the love that grandma and grandpa and mom and daddy had, they'll know they're in love, even if you're in a pup tent. You still love each other. And you're still going to make it. No matter what comes and goes, love still stays the same. Romans chapter 5, verse 8, But God commendeth or shows forth. He proves His love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Love causes things to happen. Not only did God love us and send His only begotten Son, but when Jesus came into the world, He proved God's love to us that He gave His Son and He commended and showed forth His love to us in that while we were yet sinners. He didn't wait till we get a suit and a tie and a snazzy navy blue or whatever this sweater I got on today, some red in it. He didn't wait for us to get all straightened out before He loved us. He loved us when we were in a mess. He loved us when we were in sin. Even when we were sinners, Christ died for us. He didn't wait till we get straightened out. Like the preacher having a funeral. He looks down in the guy in the casket and he said, well, he finally got straightened out. God didn't do us like that. He didn't wait till you get straightened out. If we could have straightened our own self out, we wouldn't have needed God. He didn't wait till we got straightened out. He loved us in our mess. He loved us when we were sin, and He proved and showed forth His love to us. And He died for us. Love causes things to happen. Galatians 2.20, I am crucified with Christ. If you haven't been sanctified yet, let Christ sanctify you today. Break the power of sin over your life. Give you a holy heart. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave Himself for me. He loved me and gave Himself for me. The loving me, He could have said all day, I love you, I love you, I love you. Many young men and women say that. They say, I love you, I love you, I love you. But they don't do anything to prove their love. They don't do anything to show their love. The man said, I love you, but all he wants is that woman from one night. He don't mean it. I love you. I love you is just a phrase he uses to get his foot in the door. That's not the way God is. He loved us, and love caused things to happen. He gave Himself for us. Love causes things to happen. Ephesians 2, verse 4 through 6, But God, here's one of those but gods. But God, who is rich in mercy for His great love wherewith He loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ, by grace you are saved, and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Love causes things to happen. Just in that passage alone, there are some five things that happen because of love. Love causes things to happen. Christ who loved us, and He had mercy on us, for His great love wherewith He loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened, He made us alive, hath quickened us together with Christ. And He saved us by grace, and He has raised us up, we were resurrected in Jesus Christ. That's why when the rapture comes, we'll go to heaven because spiritually we're already raised in Christ. He has called us to be seated in Christ in heavenly places. Spiritually speaking, positionally speaking, we're already seated with Christ in the heavenlies. That's why love causes things to happen. 
the book of the Revelation, chapter 1, the last part of verse 5 and verse 6. Unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. He loved us so much that he washed us from our sins in his own blood. Love causes things to happen. It caused him to lay down his life. It caused him to give his life. It caused him to shed his blood. It caused him to be raised in power and glory. Love causes things to happen. He has made us kings and priests unto our God and His Father. We're not just red-headed stepchildren. We are children, sons and daughters of the Most High God. He has made us kings and priests unto our God and His Father. To Him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Yes, love causes things to happen. Thank God for the love of God. How rich and how strong his love never fails. Praise God for His wonderful love. Father, we thank You for the love of God today, the love that causes things to happen, the love that reached us when we were lost, the love that lifted us up out of sin. Love lifted me. Love has caused us to fall in love with You over and over and over again. And we bless You today for Your love. We bless You for the praise of God that goes forth in this place and for the love of God that reaches our sons and daughters for Jesus Christ. In His name, Amen. God has done everything to show His love for us. So, how about you? Will you come to know Him, love and serve Him today? Love Causes Things to Happen has been a production of Tony Broom Ministries.